Hey, it's Mike Grimm, host of the Go Gopher podcast, inviting you to join me for a live on-site episode on Thursday, October 5th at Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. We'll be previewing the Minnesota-Michigan game, which is that week, the battle for the Little Brown Jug. We'll give away a pair of tickets to that game, have a couple of Gopher players on hand, and get everyone in the mood for Golden Gopher football. Head Flyer Brewing will have discounts, including great deals on buying Little Brown Jugs of craft beer and the little brown jugs are not that little. Thursday, October 5th, Head Flyer Brewing. Happy hour starts at 6, the show goes at 7, the Go Gopher podcast. Can't wait to see you at Head Flyer Brewing. It's the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 88. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We have one of our rock star Go Gopher podcast guests coming back with us today. Gopher All-America candidate Tyler Newbin. He'll be making his fourth appearance with us here on the podcast, and he'll join us shortly. The St. Charles, Illinois native will be going back to his hometown area to play against Northwestern this weekend. He'll give us an assessment of the season so far and a whole bunch more. He's the best. Tyler Newbin will be our guest. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone. And True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is also a big-time sponsor of the Go Gopher podcast. Life math is complicated and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union makes it easier with local financial experts available to help in person or virtually. Learn more at affinityplus.org slash go gophers. That's affinityplus.org slash go gophers. They sponsor our player profile segment here in the podcast supporting Golden Gophers student athletes. We're also thrilled that Cub has joined us as a major sponsor on the Go Gopher podcast. Join Cub, the University of Minnesota and M Health Fairview Miss Sonic Children's Hospital. Donate to Cub Kindness and give kids a chance at a full life. Cub cares. The Go Gopher podcast is now also sponsored by Head Flyer Brewing. Located in northeast Minneapolis right next door to campus, it's a great vibe, it's great craft beer and more. Head Flyer Brewing will be hosting a live version of the Go Gopher podcast in just two weeks. It's Thursday night, October 5th. Happy hour at 6, a live podcast at 7. There'll be beer specials. We'll give away a pair of tickets to the Minnesota-Michigan game. We'll have a couple of players stop by to hang out for the podcast. If you haven't been to Head Flyer Brewing, please do so, and please make it a point to come out Thursday, October 5th, happy hour at 6, podcast at 7. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. We're podcasting episode 88 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. In fact, you can go back into the archives and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from previous weeks. Last episode, for example, we had a great guest with kicker Dragon Kesich. So much personality. Go back and listen to that. This episode, we're talking Golden Gopher football with star safety Tyler Newbin. He had those two big interceptions in the season opener. He's next on the Go Gopher podcast. Yeah! 
I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utek, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. How much can you save when you shop Cub? Let's just say you might need a bigger cart. We've lowered prices, so you save more. On Essential Every Day, it's easy to see the savings. Across the aisles, from pantry products, to frozen foods, to delicious dairy, and more. Your family will love it, guaranteed, or your money back. Shop Cub and save today. My Cub, my way. See store for details. It's episode number 88, the Go Gopher podcast. Mike Grimm with you, along with Golden Gopher Senior Safety, Tyler Newbin. By my count, this is your fourth appearance on the Go Gopher podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate you having me on again, dog. Always a pleasure. Thanks for coming back. We had you on at the Big Ten Football Media Day in July, and we talked about uh, you coming back for an additional year when you had options to maybe go play pro football. So from July until now, as we're in late September, um, how has it been uh, for you to be back any regrets are you happy with uh, being back and wearing the maroon and gold yeah man there's there's no regrets man uh you know i i, I would have been regretting it if i if i didn't come back that's really was uh the whole you know part of my decision to come back really and you know i'm just you know trying to enjoy it uh every single moment because because i know it goes fast and you know i know it's gonna be gone soon so just enjoying the moment what about the college experience uh do you do you enjoy the most uh, just just being around my teammates, man, and, and just being around the guys every day, and uh, going to war with them, you know, through through winter workouts, spring ball, because you know college college football is obviously different than than pro football when you don't with the season. Everybody goes their own way, but um, you know, you you work out with these guys all year. Uh, you get to see them fail, get to see them grow, get to see guys get better. So that's that's one of my favorite parts, and it's been one of my favorite parts of of this year, just sitting back and watching that. You um, mentioned ups and downs. So last week maybe was not the way you guys wanted it to go from a from an outcome standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think Gopher fans and talking, that, man, that was a great trip. It was fun going to Carolina. Cool setting, cool experience. There were a lot of fans there right. wearing maroon and gold. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you respond now, though, coming off of of, of a game like that? Uh, just just like we respond any other week, just get the film, find out what we did wrong, find out what we did right, and, and go get better in practice. So. Um, whether the, we win or lose, the, the result doesn't matter. We're always going to respond to whatever result we put on film. Um, you know, coach, coach likes to say, you know, even if we win, we, we want to come in here and, you know, it's going to feel like we lost because we're going to get better. So um, it's, it's really it's really just the same process. Uh, obviously, we know it's, it's got to be expedited because um, that wasn't the result we wanted last week. But it's, it's just like any other week, just respond. Were there some things you could pinpoint? Well, first of all, let's say this at the table. Late in that third quarter, it's a one-possession game. Right. At that point, you know, if you punch one in there offensively and who knows where it goes um that didn't happen were there some things that you put your finger on maybe on your side of the ball um that okay here's what we're going to learn and here's what we're going to put into next week yeah uh a lot of the tempo stuff that they were doing uh was stuff that that you know um we weren't 
exactly prepare for. Um, obviously, we we knew they were going to go tempo. We knew they were going to do that, but uh, just just some of the things they were doing uh, out of tempo, uh, we had to kind of adjust to. So uh, a lot of those things, uh, um, a lot of those adjustments that we made, uh, we've been working in practice this week. Um, just being on top of our details and, and knowing that every single moment, you know. Every single situation could be a big play, uh, so we gotta be on top of our details all the time. When when you mentioned that um, some of the tempo stuff you weren't prepared for, do you mean that more in the sense that um, you were prepared, but until you really see the tempo, yeah. okay, now here yeah. or that, oh, we we got surprised by some things or a combo of both? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that we were surprised by some things because you know we we worked tempo uh, during the week. We knew it was coming. Uh, just it, it came at different points in the game, um, so we just had to had to adjust to the things that they were doing, the formations they were giving us out of tempo. And then there, I think there were a couple of plays too, right, where it, um, uh, because of the tempo, some subs and all of a sudden yeah. you got a guy and, and the play's already underway mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure out where do I got to be. Right. Um, and that, that can get you, right? Mm-hmm. Tempo can get you. I think PJ even this week on his coach's show said there was one in particular that um, he kicks himself. He should have taken a timeout. It ended up being a play. And mistakes happen, but yeah. that, I mean, te- that tempo a, can catch you. That's on us too. That's on us too. Like we we got we to gotta be able to match up. We got to be able to uh, get our eyes in the right spot, uh, have urgency to get back to the spot whenever the play ends so you know it's just just a learning curve you know we we touch the stove uh, in the game and I don't think that's gonna ever happen again and that's a pretty good team and a pretty good quarterback too 100%. can you can talk a little about that I know sometimes it's like well um you know if we had done this or that but sometimes too that the, the quarterback made some plays right yeah. sometimes you have to tip your cap yeah 100 um you know a lot of guys um a lot of guys a lot of quarterbacks that you know we've played or I've played uh you can make a mistake and, and it won't hurt you. Uh, against a quarterback like that, you make a mistake, you're out of position, he's always going to find the open player. He's always going to find the open receiver, um, and that's what happened. So, you know, he, like I said, uh, they, they capitalized on our mistakes. You know, when we were in the wrong position, he made the right play, he made the right decision and put the ball in the right place, and you can't do that against an elite quarterback. you got to be on top of it. Um, you, can't, you really can't do that against anybody because, you know, anybody could, could – take advantage of you making a mistake. But uh, especially in a game like that against a quarterback like him, he, he's he's not going to miss that. You guys have a few new players on the backside of that defense. Uh, and obviously you and Wally are the returning <laughs> guys that uh, that are being counted on. And mm-hmm. then a new year, first year, you don't have Jordan Howden next yeah, to you in yeah. your time. Um, and um, Darius Green, I think, has been really good and mm-hmm. watching. Um, on the other side, Trayvon Jones has been good. Jack Henderson's part of that. Aiden Gooseby is in, and he's learning the role. And um, um, you know, a little like you in your first year of real action, you right. know, uh, some good, some okay. That's a play we got to be better at or right. whatever. Um, take me through how the meshing is going with, with that group now back there with you as the leader. Yeah, it's, it's been going real good, honestly. I think better than, than it has ever before, really, just because we got a lot of guys that, that take charge and um, are real leaders, even even though they haven't, you know, been starting that long. Like Darius, he's a leader. You know, Jack Hendo, he's a leader. Um, and all those guys want to work. They want to learn. Uh, they want to in the film room they want to get together we're, we're having meetings you know almost every single day with the corners just um being able to, to know where our help is know our coverages know our calls and stuff like that so um that's something that that we haven't had across the board um honestly in my five years being here um and it, that goes all the way down to the young guys too some guys that you know aren't even playing uh, aren't even getting the chance to play. They're they're still doing the same thing. So it's, it's been great. I think you may have mentioned this in fall camp in one of your news briefings that um, that Darius at one point because there's a standard, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, uh, a hit the standard uh, that there was. I don't know some play that he he actually told you like, hey. 
this is the standard. Yep. And you, you were like, look like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, okay, you got, okay, man. Right. All right, here yeah. we go. <laughs> uh, take me through if that surprised you and did you like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I always love that, man. I, I always tell the guys, um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to be, be the first person to hold everybody to the standard, but, um, you know, I, I'm a human. I'm, I can make mistakes too. You know, I can forget about it as well. And so I, I like other guys to hold me to the standard as well. Um, you know, that's what I preach all throughout um winter workouts all throughout spring ball and then you know in the, in the summer we had we were in summer workouts and you know I had my hands on my hips a little bit uh, and that's not something that we do in this program and, and Darius hey man hey that's not the standard get your hands off your hips and I looked at him I'm like alright alright <laughs> man you, you starting to get it now so yeah. you know, that, that was a great thing to see uh, I always loved that yeah, I was just testing you yeah yeah, yeah. facts facts yeah I was like I was, I was making sure you knew making sure you knew <laughs> that's good that's good uh, Jack Henderson had a big game 11 tackles had the interception in the first half um, PJ's talked about the fact he loves football, meaning Henderson, obviously PJ has too, but talking about Henderson, that uh, part of what was attractive to them recruiting him was right. the love for the game. You've talked about that almost every time we've been on the podcast, that you mm-hmm. just love football, that you want to study, you want to, you want to, and I'm going to ask you about this later on, but mm-hmm. you want to know the other team's offense as yep. much as they know it. Um, do you see those qualities in Henderson, and have that has that been a help in clicking, so to speak? 100%, and I, honestly, like like you said, that's honestly the, the big reason why he fits us so well. It's, it's almost like he's always been here you know he, he kind of reminds me of like a like a Jack Gibbons when he came in uh and, and he was really just just integrated into the program right away because that's the type of guy that um that we like to have in our program like type of guy that we like to have on our defense and um you know he, he's gelled really well with everybody everybody loves his energy that he brings um you know he, he's a he's a funny guy you know always always saying the craziest things uh but you know he, he's got a great personality man and and like you said he, he loves football bro so Cannot yeah. cannot love him. And how about Trey Jones too on the other side? Um, he's from Elon College. Mm-hmm. Had the uh, interception in the end zone right before halftime, which right. kept points off the board in that season opener. Mm-hmm. Um, had I think he stole four, my pick. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right. I think you're right. One of you two were yeah. going to get that thing. And then four um, uh, through two weeks, he had like 14 tackles in the mm-hmm. first two weeks. Um, well, what? How does he fit in? Is he a similar kind of guy in terms of the love of the game? Yeah, 100. I think all the guys that w- that we brought in this year, him, uh, Ty. Tyler Bride, uh, Ryan Seelig, uh, especially on the defensive side, like everybody just loves football, man. And, and they love to learn, love to grow, love to go to practice. Uh, so like, like I said, brothers, you can't you can't not love to play with, with guys like that. And, you know, I think the coaching side did a really good job of bringing the right guys in. And um, they're contributing, which is nice, because I think in the offseason you think about, like fans can think about this. You guys know because you're working, you're lifting weights, you're with these guys. But fans are like, well, who's going to start opposite Wally? Wally's got the one side locked down, and he's had a great year, had the big punch out to uh, to help set up the, the game tying touchdown against Nebraska right. um, and, and all that stuff. Who's the other on the other side? And um, and Jones has really uh, tackled that spot. And no pun intended, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. he's taken it and, and contributed and had an impact. 100%, man. Um, let's, all right, let's talk about this weekend, and then I want to go back to the Nebraska game where you had the, the two interceptions because, yeah. uh, you know, you and I discussed that the day before, so we'll have to talk about that a little bit. But let's, <laughs> let's talk about Northwestern first. They're uh, next up, kind of a quirk in the schedule. You'll be through four weeks and already have two Big Ten games done because yeah, you'll have a non-conference homecoming game a week from Saturday. As we record this, we're talking on Wednesday. Day of the Northwestern game, and um, so it's back to your your home area. You've yeah. been back uh, to play there a couple of times, and um, final time you'll probably be playing as a college athlete yeah. in in your home city, yeah, uh, or you know the general Chicagoland area. Right. Not going to your home home city, but close enough, <laughs> yeah, right? right, right. Um, how much fun? Um, 
have you had there and how much fun do you think it'll be this weekend to to go get that last crack at it? it it's always fun. Obviously, got a bunch of family members. My mom actually grew up in Evanston, uh, literally like 10 minutes from the stadium. So I'm going to have a bunch of family members, a bunch of friends. Uh, I think my, my high school coach might, might come through. My high school basketball coach is going to come through. So it's always awesome to see them. Um, you know, before the game, after the game, and you know, play in front of those guys. So it's going to be great. It's a, and it's a home game, so to speak. Your family, uh, your mom and dad, go to all the games, mm-hmm. but and we see them in the hotels. Um, I remember even two years ago at Northwestern, they were there waiting. Right mm-hmm. when the bus got there, they're they're ready to see yeah, their they two gonna sons. Be, they're going to be there again. Uh, they'll be there waiting. <laughs> um, uh, but this is a, uh, for their home. Uh, they they got to love this. There's no plane tickets to buy. There's right. no maybe. I don't think they're probably staying in the team hotel. They're probably just going to drive home and hang out. And right. so they got to love this one. Right. Uh, yeah, they love it, man. This is literally just a 30 minute drive. They they right there. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Your dad played at Eastern Michigan, right? Yes. So, um did, did he didn't have any uh he didn't have any worries about the game 2 weeks ago, right? No, nah, no, nah, he he didn't care. My mom honestly, she was she came she came to the team hotel in my my dad's old EMU jersey. So, she was she <laughs> I think she was more excited about it than he was. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a pretty cool uh, tidbit though, yeah. right? I mean, uh that that you're playing against your dad's uh, alma mater right. and and then got the win in that that one. Um, Northwestern, um, when you look at, as we mentioned, you um, are a guy who loves football. You've talked about that you learn, even at this point of your career, you still want to learn. You want to now know the other, because you got the gopher side of things you know, pretty well handled. Mm-hmm. Um, now you want to know their offense and right. what are their tendencies? How well now do you think, and we still have a few days left, um, right. h- how well do you know Northwestern, would you say? I'd say pretty well. I'd say pretty well. Honestly, when we, when we get to Wednesday, um, you know, we're, we're pretty much done first and second down wise. Um, third down, still working stuff in. Um, and then, you know, Thursday, Friday, we get into, you know, green zone, tight green zone, backed up, coming out, short yards, goal line, that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, middle, middle of the week, you, you know them pretty well. Was there ever, um, you mentioned your mom's from Evanston, was there ever a, um, a thought in your mind that you might be a Wildcat as your high school player? A little bit, honestly. Like, like seriously, when, when they started recruiting me and, you know, Going to visit there, um, you know, I, I had you know a little inkling. I you know I knew a couple guys that were already there. Um, uh, Greg Newsom, he was there. Cam Mitchell, he was already committed there. So you know, I had a couple of my friends in my ear uh, telling me, you know, come yeah. you know either way. So you know, yeah, I, I kind of did a little bit. I mean, there'd be worse places to get a degree from. No, 100%. worse places to go yeah. to play football. In, <laughs> right. right? They've right. had some success over the years. So remind me, we've talked about this probably in previous visits here. Um, so maybe Northwestern's on the radar. Who else was on? The radar, and then ultimately, what uh, turned you to, to a gold country here to be uh, to be a golden gopher? Man, that's that's a long time ago. Uh, yeah, it is. A long yeah, time ago. Uh, I think it was really uh, between Minnesota, Northwestern, uh, Michigan, and Michigan State. That was that was probably my my top four at the end. Um, and what really drew me towards Minnesota was just uh, Coach Flex' consistency with, with me and my family. Just you know, always being in my ear, always talking to me, always hitting me up, telling me you know, you know, you, you're a great player, you're gonna be a great player here, stuff like that. Um, and just the connectivity that I felt when I when I got on campus, um, not only from the coaches but the players as well. Um, just being around the players, like it, it really felt like a family there. Um, and I I didn't get that sense in in you know my other visits. Uh, so it was it was kind of an easy decision after that point after you know visiting all the schools um and being being around each team um just the culture that that's here is, is second to none and it's different than everywhere else so i want to be a part of it and i want to be 
part of something special. And now you're in year five of that. How do you think it shaped you now at uh, as you went from, uh, you know, an old kid mm. to a young adult, I guess, right. from, you know, what, 18 to yeah. what, are you 22, 23, yeah, 22. 22. Yeah. So that's a formative time to be developed. How do you right. think the program shaped you? Yeah, I mean, I actually came in at 17. Um, so honestly, I, I was still a kid, bro. And, and I think, you know, Coach Flake in, in this program has definitely made me the, the person I am today. Uh, it's taught me a lot about work ethic. It's taught me a lot about um, response. It's taught me a lot about um, being able to fail and grow. Um, honestly, everything. I, I, you know, it's a testament to Coach Fleck and how he runs this program, man, that you can learn something outside of football every single day in this program. Now, I've learned a lot, um, not just football-wise, but outside of football-wise, how to be a better man, how to be a better boyfriend, how to be a better son, how to be a better teammate, uh, things like that. So um, I believe that that I'm the man I am today because of this program. We talked about this in July a little bit in, in Indianapolis um, about the, the culture. I mean, you're not coming back if you don't like the culture, right. one, but two – <clears throat> it's not easy, right? Mm-mm. I mean, you come through this through five years, you're you're going to come out knowing a lot, but right. it, you also have been through some hard work to right. to put through or go through uh, some of the requirements and parameters that are required in this culture, right? Right. Yeah. It honestly, the, uh, the best play like way to put it is, um, it forces you to be elite in every single area in your life. Like a lot of guys want to go to college and just play football and chill. But that's not this program. Like, you're going to go to class. You're going to sit up in front of two rows. You're going to get good grades. Like, you're going to pay attention socially. Um, you're going to be able to put yourself around the right people. Spiritually, you're going to be able to believe in something bigger than you. Um, so, honestly, it just it forces you to be elite in every single area in your life, and that's hard. That's really hard, especially um, as a student athlete, college football, you got a lot on your plate. Um, you might want to slack off a couple of times. You know, that's human nature, and that's what we're always fighting. So, um, that's why it's hard because we're fighting human nature every single day. Your brother, uh, we talked about this too last time, that that uh, helped you as a leader, helped you at growth when your brother showed up. Um, and he's played some, but last week he played at a point in the game that was still in doubt, important plays, impactful plays. Right. How much did that mean to you to see that? Yeah, it, it was awesome, man. I, you know, he, he's a kid that's that's earned everything he's gotten, everything he's gotten. And he, he works his butt off every single day, man. And just, just to see him uh, get a chance to, to prove himself and be able to uh, put all that work that he's put in out there, it's been awesome, man. Especially as, as a big brother, man, that's that's, that's the best thing to see. Now, as that, as he's out there, are you able to sneak a peek? Are you in uh, sitting with the position coaches trying to, to figure out how to stop Drake yeah, May at that it's, point? It's hard. It's hard because I'm, I'm on the benches. We, we're getting adjustments where we're going over there drawing up the plays that we just got for the series and I peek up and I see number 30 in the backfield. I'm like, hold on. I, <laughs> I got to stand up for a second, get a little peek and then I got to sit back down. So, yeah. you know, it's it's excited and then I right, back, I got to lock in. We got to figure out what we're doing next series. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's most of the excitement comes after the game when I see him. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. That was fun uh, to see as well. And hopefully that continues. It'd be great to see him get in this weekend 100%. again uh, down in uh, in the Chicagoland area. Uh, let me talk real quickly here about one of our sponsors. Affinity Plus is your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. As a current Gopher student or if you're a proud Gopher alum, you'll be eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide 
Guide, including one right here near campus on University Avenue in Minneapolis. To learn more or find another way to connect or find any of their branches throughout the state, go to affinityplus.org slash go gophers. That's affinityplus.org slash go gophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. And uh, they're um, on the verge of uh, making a couple of different announcements in terms of some name, image, and likeness deals, which are awesome. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, as always, during the football season, uh, they provide a gift card of $100 to our guests uh, to help support Go for Student Athletes. So Affinity Plus uh, has Tyler hooked up here with a, with a $100 gift card. I think last time you said gas money. I don't know what it'll be this time. Oh, it's, so. still, it's still gas money. <laughs> still it's gas still, money. I appreciate well, that, Affinity. Yeah, Affinity Plus, <laughs> they're, they're one of the best. They're great Go for supporters, and we thank them. Um, so you know Northwestern's offense without giving away the <clears throat> defensive game plan. What mm-hmm. can we as fans and broadcasters expect yep. to see from the team wearing purple on uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, they're they're uh, you know, I, I'd say they like to get your eyes in the, in the wrong spot. Like I, like I kind of said over there uh, in the in the media, um, they're going to be a lot of motions, a lot of shifts, um, a lot of things to you know gain information for the offense to see what we're in, but to also uh, mess up our calls and, and get our eyes in the wrong wrong places and um, be able to bring something back. Um, so it's, it's going to be a lot of that. You know, it's going to be a lot of um, different things that we might not have seen before. Um, but you know, it's you know that's why that's why we do this. That's, yeah. that's why we watch film. That's you know that's why we uh, play college football because you know it's a great challenge and you know we can't wait for it. So if you know it enough, and again, not to give away the game plan yeah. as um, as yeah, it's, a, kind of, it's kind of hard to explain yeah, yeah, it without it, like, without yeah. like, giving away what you guys want to do. So I, and we don't want to do that. Right. But so as you see Bryant come out into a formation, will yeah. you try to recognize? Okay, this is the shift they did last mm-hmm. week, and so here's what we think might happen. But you can't totally commit to that, right? Because right. as you mentioned, they want to give so mindset wise aside from strategy wise what what are things you're kind of looking for uh it's knowing what your next call is going to be i think that's that's the the biggest part of defense is you know they, they're going to come out in formation we're obviously going to give our, our coverage calls our formation calls um but knowing what type of motions and, and shifts and how they're going to move your eyes out of that formation is critical and that's that's really what um i've been hammering home on myself and what we've been hammering home on as a defense and being able to know what calls we're going to next so that when it does happen we're already we already anticipate it we already know it's coming so we can get our calls out fast to be able to play what we see um a lot of times with those type of offenses you know if you don't know your next call you don't know what you're going to and you don't know the type of plays you're getting out of that formation personnel group um, situation, you're going to get messed up. You're not going to know what happens. Then, boom, the ball's hiked and it's a 30-yard run up yeah. the middle. So um, that's that's really what we're, we're holding in on, and um, that's basically just our details. And it's such a cat-and-mouse game, right? Because I'm sure the quarterback is – Shifting to see what you guys might be doing, exactly. and you're and they're probably saying, "Well, they saw this on film. Let's do this a little different." Yep. Maybe you're also trying to disguise what you guys are doing. Yep. Where the quarterback's like, "Well, last week they did this," and you might be, "Well, no, we're going to do it different." So exactly. it's a yeah. it's a beauty of football, right? That's why I love football, man. That's why I love football. I want to talk to you about those Nebraska interceptions because sounded like well, one, I know I predicted it, but two, sounded like you were on the sideline. Um, like we're going to get one and we're going to go down. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about that here in a moment. I want to uh, mention one more uh, sponsor for us here before we get to our final segment. You've heard me talk about one of our great new sponsors. And as football season is now rolling, Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis is on board. They have great craft beer, big selection, big flavors. Uh, my favorite is the No Funny Stuff is what it's called. It's a little on the lighter side, but that's me. Uh, they also have some of the heavy flavors as well, the IPAs, the hazy IPAs. And 
And they would like to invite Gopher fans to come out for road games, including this weekend. Come out, watch the game. They've got big screen TVs. They've got all kinds of cool things, outdoor seating, indoor seating. It's just a great vibe. It's only a mile and a half from the stadium. If you come to the games on game day, home games, as we mentioned, they're a mile and a half from the stadium. Stop by pregame, stop by postgame, stop by both. Also, mark your calendars for Thursday, October the 4th. That's the week of the Minnesota-Michigan game. We will have a live podcast on that Thursday night, October 5th. We'd love to see all kinds of Gopher fans come. It'll be happy hour specials. They have, it's the battle for the little brown jug. They have these little brown jugs that they'll, uh, that they're going to sell. You can fill it. You can't probably, but they can, you can fill it and buy a little brown jug of beer uh, and it will be discounted uh, six to seven for the happy hour. Then we're going to have a live show seven to eight. A couple of players are going to come by. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Minnesota Michigan game. Uh, and as mentioned, they also have some gopher gear that they can sell. So October 5th, that's a Thursday night, head flyer brewing, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, in fact, you can stop by this week as well. You don't have to wait for the show. Uh, it's a great spot right near campus. Head flyer brewing, uh, take a flyer. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Episode 88, it is Tyler Newbin with us here on our podcast. All right, so let's talk about that Nebraska game. One, it was so much fun watching, uh, one, you play, but two, watching uh, Dragon Kesic uh, boot that field goal through right. to uh, win it, uh, an emotional sellout night. It didn't look great with about six minutes left, and then the defense, which had played well all night, uh, made two big plays. The offense answered the bell and got two scoring drives, and all of a sudden you're stepping off the field with the win. Um, you and I had talked on Fast Friday at the stadium, and and I have to go back to the previous Friday because the previous Friday we had our first uh, go for football weekly with PJ Flex show on the radio. And I had watched. I knew that you were good. Um, I knew you were ready. Um, I thought the matchup was good. I thought that, you know, and I'm not trying to be disparaging of anybody, but I thought that quarterback had the ability to maybe throw it to the other team once mm -hmm. or twice, right? Mm -hmm. So all that, my genius mind said, <laughs> I think Newbin's going to get a couple. Yeah. I told PJ that in the commercial break, not on the air, but I said, hey, I think I think Tyler's got a shot here. And, he, and you know, PJ, he's so, like, su straight ahead, superstitious, doesn't right. work. He's like, I hope you're right. And that's all he wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, he didn't want to say, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Right. I hope you're right. <laughs> so then we just happened to be leaving the field after practice at the same time, and you're always kind, and you give me the fist bump and say, hey, how's it going? Mike and I say I got you for two. Yeah. And what'd you say? I said I got me for two. <laughs> and you got two. So yep. it was great. So we mentioned it on the air, and then you were uh, funny to bring it up in the uh, in the star of the game mm -hmm. post game show afterwards with uh, with Justin yeah. Guard. Uh, no, I remember, out, I remember the field, uh, right when I right when I caught the second one, I saw Justin on the sideline, yeah. and I said Mike caught it. <laughs> I said I said that was all Mike. It was great. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. and, and I really, I mean, it wasn't like just a. You know, just a. I mean, it is fun, but I really did think that 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 thing set up well. That that you had a shot uh, to to have a big night. Mm -hmm. I mean, every night you're out there, you have a shot. But I really right. liked the matchup there. Um, you got the first one. Um, I do want to ask you too, because you mentioned in the post game, and I think this is so cool. You're like, 
I want to. I want to. I, I kind of want to hear what Gus Johnson said because yeah. Gus is the guy, right? right. He's the Fox guy, yeah. um, and and I and he does. He brings an excitement level that's incredible. Yeah. So I think one of the communications guys had the highlights and played yes. it right. Yeah, and so yeah, what was Paul, your thinking Paul when Gattin. when when he's like? Newbin. Yes. I mean, this is Gus Johnson Man. bellowing your name. Man, I, I almost shed a tear. Honestly, like, bro, that's that's been like one of my dreams. Like, I've been telling telling my dad this. I told my girlfriend this before the game. I was like, I'm I'm, I'm going to get a pick, and Gus Johnson is going to call my name, and I need to hear it. Like, I need to hear that. So uh, that's always been a childhood dream of mine. I've been watching college football for obviously a long time. He's been doing it for a long time and calling some crazy legendary game any game he does it seems like is nuts right 100 yeah Yeah. and every call is legendary so um just wanted to be be a little part of that so that was awesome and he did a great day because i think you make the catch and he's like whoa yeah Yeah. it's just amazing which which was awesome so so that part was pretty cool and then as we mentioned you you, uh, talked to jg afterwards and um the uh somebody on the team i forget who um now it doesn't come to my mind mentioned that before on that last drive you Set on the sideline. I'm. Gonna, we're going to get one. Yep. And the offense will go down because at at that point they're starting to drive. And now, yeah. Gopher fans are like, oh, this, this could tip the wrong way here. Mm-hmm. We, great catch by Jackson, the toe tap. Right. Sweatshirts and hoodies out there. DinkytownAthletes.com. Right. Go go go. <laughs> fill up your closet with those. Yeah, An that, amazing catch. Yeah. Amazing catch. Right. Yeah. So now it's tied. Now the defense has the pressure. And and uh, Kessich was on last week on the podcast. He said he felt more pressure on the extra point than on the 47 yard field goal because. Mm-hmm. You know, you miss that extra point. That's no good. You missed the field goal. You still got overtime problems. Yeah, so he right. said he felt less pressure, but he had no problem. I mean, he, it's like a slam dunk for him right, from right. there. Um, and so all of that, but okay, all of a sudden they've moved now down to what, the around midfield? Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, one or two more completions, they might be in field goal range. Right. You had said on the sideline to somebody, what made you feel confident? And then walk me through the play. Yeah, um, it was, I think it was It was on a timeout and um Coach Fleck actually had, had came up to me and, and he said you're gonna you're gonna end it and I said I know <laughs> I, I told him I know like I'm I'm gonna end it right here like if they throw the ball more than one time I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it off like I just put it in my put it in my mind that I was gonna go do it and um, honestly you know I, I didn't know what what their game plan was gonna be I didn't know if they were gonna run the ball or throw the ball we um, thought they the might kneel on it right you know yeah. play for overtime yeah, some I, teams will do that right exactly yeah. I, I had no idea but um, I think I, I took that took it a little bit from from Tweez a little bit I got to see my my freshman year um, he did that all and the time and is Antoine Winfield yes Antoine yes, yes. yeah sorry yeah sorry about that Antoine Winfield. Um, all the time he would be on the sideline and be like, I'm about to go get a pick. And then he would go on the field and get a pick. So um, I think it's just just a power of just, just having that confidence in yourself and, you know, putting it out there, speaking it, speaking it to, into existence. Um, that's really what I was trying to do there. And, you know, I knew every time that he dropped back, I was going to be locked in because I already said it. So, you know, I got to go back it up now. <laughs> Tell me about the play then. So what did you see? Because um, just me as an amateur guy, I'm not a film yeah. study guy. I, I understand tendencies. It, like you, you make a break on the ball. If you don't catch it, it could be like it, once you committed to that, you darn well better pick it, right? Because right. if it gets by you, now it's now it's real trust. Right. So once you committed, you knew you, it was do or die. Right. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. They gave us um, kind of the same look um, that they gave us uh, the drive before. Um, that I had actually missed. They had, they had hit the the ball on the on the hash, um, and I had missed it. I had missed the hot read. I didn't see it, um, and I knew that if they did it again, I was I was gonna be able to jump that. So I uh, got the same formation. Um, you know, in my mind, I was like, all right, they, if I get a hot read, I'm not gonna miss this one. And uh, you know, I got the hot read. Ball came up. 
I looked and I seen seen the uh, dig coming and I I just trusted myself and I broke and you know he he threw it and I was able to make a play on it. I wish I I wish I kept my feet so I could have took it to the crib and made Coach Fleck right because that's what he said. Yeah. He said you're gonna pick it and, and take it to the house. Yeah. But you know I'm sorry. I'd it was an eyelash from that though, right? I mean, yeah. if you could that last little step get out there, you right. you, you you were awfully close to doing that. Um, now when you say a hot read, was that because there was a bl- uh, the, a blitz was called? Yeah. So a hot read is basically um, when the running back. Um, comes out of the backfield obviously that's 50s protection so the ball's got to come out um and the quarterback uh, every quarterback has their own different hot read that's something that we were picking up on yep. um throughout film study how he sets his feet where the ball is um and I got that I got the back out I got the feet set I got the ball up and, you there know, it is yeah there it is right there so <laughs> it was it's, it was awesome man did you um and maybe you don't want to say did you feel did you bait him into it a little bit did you did. did you and so take me through how how a defensive back might do that yeah so um obviously we were we were in man coverage so I'm in the post so I got a I got a pedal and, and play the middle third of the field the middle of the field really um and so when I got that hot read, I just stopped pedaling. I just stopped pedaling and started pushing them, pushing the move over a little bit. I didn't want to go too far because uh, in some instances, if you go too far, he's just going to fit it in behind you, and then that's an explosive play. So uh, I wanted to wait until I got um, – we call it hand off the grenade. So when, when the ball <laughs> – when the when the hand comes off the ball, obviously they're, they're going to have two hands on it. When the hand comes off the ball and he's starting to – to cock back to throw, that's when I break. So I was just waiting for that hand off the grenade. When the hand goes off the grenade, got to run. Because if you come a little earlier, he's either going to come off that read yep. and throw it elsewhere, or tuck and run. Yeah. Or, or he could he could wait for you to, to wait be and out then of throw, the window and throw it behind throw you. It right. behind you. So, so you had to time it right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot that goes into some it. Skill involved there for <laughs> sure. Um, it's amazing all the, the the whole thing. That's why, in fact, I mentioned even in, in that night, I said that's the beauty of football is you just you know one minute it's like oh man. 0-1. You're going to start this season 0-1. There's mm-hmm. six minutes left, and you know, six minutes of game time later, right. you're 1-0, and it's yeah. such a huge, never huge difference. It, you're never out of it. Where were you when uh, Kessich kicked it, and what was your emotion like? Who were you around? Your, obviously, you're oh, around man. your teammates on the I was, sideline. Uh, I was hugging Danny Collins and praying, hoping that it went in, honestly. And then I don't, know, I don't even think I looked at it to see if it went in. Like, I just, like, kind of, like, was like judging by like I didn't want to look crowd. at it and I was just judging by the crowd and just the reaction to everybody. So I think I I realized it it went in late. So like everybody was already celebrating. I was like, oh, oh, oh and then you know what I mean? And then there was a celebration time. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't want to look at it. Yeah, there was a video out there I think Winston um also had his back turned to yes. it and he was just waiting for yep. the uh, crowd and then he just got that big Winston yeah, smile. smile like, All right, yeah. we got the we got the win there. Uh PJ said that he was he had walked to the other end of the field just to get an angle on it. And he said just as it's about getting set up, he looked over and Mo is on the sideline. Yep. So he said that was the first guy he hugged and they yeah. had a good a good deal there. So um, it's it, uh, it's so cool. Did you – and you've seen Kessich kick enough. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude's got just this great leg. Yeah. Do you feel pretty comfortable after your interception, after, uh, you know, Tyler gets the run down in there, uh, Sean Tyler, to make it, you know, a, a, not a 60-yarder, which mm-hmm. uh, P.J. has said he would have – if they got nothing, they would have kicked it to try to 60. 100%. And when you look at it, it looks like it would have been good from 60, mm-hmm. but um, they felt good from there. Um, 47, you felt good? Yeah, that's that's way within his range, 100% within his range. I knew it was going to go in, but – 
And I thought it's bad luck if you look at it. Yeah. So, yeah. You, Little you superstition gotta, you there. You just got to let it go. You just got to <laughs> let, let him do his thing, man. I don't need to look at it. It's already in. Yeah, so three weeks in, three three games in, um, the you'll have two of the Big Ten games done, then homecoming next week, and then you get back into the bulk of the Big Ten schedule. None mm-hmm. of it's easy for sure. We've talked about it as opportunistic. Uh, assess just generally at uh, three weeks in where you think you're at as a team and where you can head. Yeah, I, I think – this is a really exciting time because um, I feel like we, we haven't played our best football all around yet, offense, defense, and special teams. And, you know, a lot of people you know, will say, you know, that that's bad. You know, they can look down on it. Oh, we haven't played our best football. But, you know, that's really exciting to me because, um, you know, we've won two games. We were, we were in the mix uh, against North Carolina. Obviously had, had some mistakes. But um, just to know that we haven't actually played our best football all around and that we can still do that um, is really exciting to me. And, you know, it's going to be awesome um, see what we can do with the rest of the schedule. And uh, hanging out with your guys, um, it's kind of fun. This is, I was joking with myself, it's episode 88. I should have uh, wow. seen if uh, Brev could Brev, come and yeah. hang out, Because right? <laughs> uh, I know that was one, you guys both could have, um, you know, gone on. Right. And I think you told me that um, you guys even discussed it a little bit, yeah. right? You, got, you guys are pretty tight. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, honestly, a lot of my decision um, to come back was because was of Brev. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, the type of team that we could have, uh, the type of effect that we could have on the team as leaders. Um, so, we, we talked about that, you know, all throughout um, the end of the last season, especially during bowl prep. Um, so, you know, he was he was a really big part of me being able to come back and, you know, just leading the team with him and, and going at it one more time, man, because, yeah. you know, we, we'd been so close, uh, you know, 2019, you know, 2021, we were good. Last year, um, we, we dropped a couple games that we shouldn't have. So um, just looking back at, you know, all that we um, have done and how close that we've been, like, we really felt that we had a shot to do it this year. Yeah, well, it's it's fun to look ahead. It's fun to watch you guys play. And as uh, as the culture would say, uh, it's 1-0 and now in the Northwestern yep. season is the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Championship season, man. Well, hey, we'll let you go. You know how I feel about you. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. Appreciate, appreciate it. And uh, we'll have you on again down the road. Yes, sir, dog. All right, sounds good. good. There he is, Tyler <laughs> Newbin, episode 88. That's go for safety, Tyler Newbin. My thanks to him for joining us on episode number 88. I hope you enjoyed hearing from him as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. Episode 88 is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. They also have a top-ranked mobile app, so check that out. Cub has joined us as a primary sponsor of the Go Gopher podcast. Cub is the official grocer of the Gophers. Everyone deserves a chance at a full life. Join Cub, the University of Minnesota, and M Health Fairview Masonic Children's Hospital. Donate to Cub Kindness at the register and help kids live healthier, happier lives. Thank you for making a difference. Also, welcome aboard to our new sponsor, Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis, just a mile and a half from the stadium. Stop in for great tasting craft beer tonight. And don't forget, Head Flyer Brewing is a pregame and postgame Gopher football option for home games and also game watches for road games and we have a live go go for podcast from there on thursday october 5th mark your calendar and come see us we're also sponsored by state farm agent tony hoagland again i'd invite you to listen to past podcast and please be sure right now to click that subscribe button of the go go for podcast it's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time and please share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well we'll talk again next week
it's Mike Grimm, host of the Go Gopher podcast, inviting you to join me for a live on-site episode on Thursday, October 5th at Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. We'll be previewing the Minnesota-Michigan game, which is that week, the battle for the Little Brown Jug. We'll give away a pair of tickets to that game, have a couple of Gopher players on hand, and get everyone in the mood for Golden Gopher football. Head Flyer Brewing will have discounts, including great deals on buying Little Brown Jugs of craft beer and the little brown jugs are not that little thursday october 5th head flyer brewing happy hour starts at six the show goes at seven the go gopher podcast can't wait to see you at head flyer brewing